ideas are, are actually very, very difficult to pick. And so at this phase, there's a common saying within the startup community of, do you bet on the horse or do you bet on the jockey? And in that metaphor, the horse is the, the idea, the company, and the jockey is the founder. So in our world, we, we always bet on the jockey. This podcast is brought to you by Illuminate, the Lehigh business blog. To learn more, please visit us at business.lehigh.edu slash news. Welcome. I'm Jack Croft, host of the Illuminate podcast for Lehigh University's College of Business. Today is October 23rd, 2023, and we're talking with Chris Kautzman, Interim Director of the Lehigh Ventures Lab a partnership between Lehigh's Baker Institute for Entrepreneurship and the College of Business. Chris has taught, managed, and run Baker Institute programs for a decade at Lehigh. In 2019, he became the faculty director of the Baker Institute's flagship program, Lehigh Silicon Valley, putting his own signature on the immersive student experience. He was named interim director of the Lehigh Ventures Lab in April of this year. Chris, thanks so much for joining us on the Illuminate podcast today. Thanks for having me. So, you know, let's start at the obvious place, which is what is the Lehigh Ventures Lab? That is a great place to start. So Lehigh Ventures Lab is a milestone-based accelerator for startup companies related to Lehigh. So what that means translated is we help early stage startup companies move from a, a generally pre-launch or early launch right after launch phase into a meaningful business milestone forward. And we do that in about six month increments that are that are recurrable for participants. The entrepreneurial spirit at Lehigh goes back all the way to the university's founder, Asa Packer. Um, what is it about Lehigh that continues to drive so many students, faculty, and recent alumni to launch their own companies? we're super lucky and we never claim that the Baker Institute started an innovative culture at Lehigh. The innovation culture at Lehigh started at its founding, as you mentioned. Um, what we've really tried to do in the past 15 years or so with the Baker Institute has been to, to take that innovative spirit and be able to bring it into our modern times and help undergraduates, graduates, and now recent alum and, and faculty move ideas that they have into the world so that they those ideas can make an impact. Sometimes that's a research project that a faculty has. Sometimes that's an undergraduate student idea for a new venture. But for the past 15 years, we've largely been focused on the education side of that. Lehigh has an educational mission, and we were given the, the guidance to, to be focused on that education. Um, our benefactor, Dexter Bakers, famously said, your goal is to inoculate campus with the serum of creativity, innovation, and entrepreneurship. And so that's what we've really been doing for the past 15 years, focused on that, that education side. With Lehigh Ventures Lab in, in launching this March has really made that shift to now say, beyond the education, Lehigh Ventures Lab has a, a core purpose of actually supporting and helping the business grow along with the education of the, the founders. So that's a major difference. It doesn't seem very different on the upfront, um, but for Lehigh, it's a major shift um, in directly supporting these ventures 
as opposed to supporting the education on how to start a venture. So that's been a major shift for us at Lehigh and has been really, really, really uh, beneficial so far in the, in the first couple of months because we're seeing new alumni come back to us. We're seeing new students get their ideas supported at a higher level. Um, and we're seeing some faculty starting to see the applications of their research in a startup context um, and hopefully going to be able to help them in the very near future move some of their ideas forward. You've talked about the Baker Institute for Entrepreneurship. And if you could talk a little bit then about the partnership between the Baker Institute and the College of Business that led to the creation of the Ventures Lab. Absolutely. So this is was very exciting for me. So Lisa Gessler, the executive director of the Baker Institute, and very recently, as of last week, named the vice provost for entrepreneurship at Lehigh, um, and Georgette Phillips, the dean of the College of Business, um, got together and had this shared vision years ago. They saw where Lehigh was headed, and they had this vision that we should be supporting companies beyond the education and helping founders move beyond the walls of the classroom. And so when Georgette started raising capital and having this vision for a new building, that's where the, the partnership really formed for Lehigh Ventures Lab. The Baker Institute brought the programming um, and the College of Business brought the space. And so now we've got this beautiful new space in the College of Business, um, Business Innovation Building, um, and Baker's been able to bring in our deep expertise in programming, venture creation, mentorship networks, capital, all sorts of resources to the table. Um, so long time vision and finally been able to, to execute on it um, through their, their leadership. I do want to talk a little bit about the, uh, the, the workspace that you have available at the Business Innovation Building. But, but first, let's talk about, you know, kind of the more basic what kind of direct support then does the, the Ventures Lab provide to those who are selected for the program? So this is a, a great question, and I'm going to give you two versions of the answer. So one okay. is what you can basically copy and paste from almost any business accelerator, incubator, mentorship fund. There are so many support services, and everybody says basically these three things. We're going to give you some amount of capital. We're going to give you coaches and mentors to, to help you through the process. Maybe we're going to give you some, some space to do your work. Um, and we're going to teach you a bunch of stuff. We're going to give you some content. So we've been very cautious to define those things in that generic way, because it's very hard to discern right now across entrepreneurial support services which organizations are actually doing those four things in meaningful ways and which are kind of doing those on a high level, you know, not actually providing meaningful direct support to founders, but it looks really good on their website. So the generic answer is those four buckets. The specific answer of what we're really offering is it really comes into the details of how we deliver on those four buckets. So some really basic examples of that. When we say we provide coaches and mentors, we provide that in three very specific areas. We provide it in generalist coaches. Um, so those coaches are generally Lehigh alum and friends of the university who have founded companies of their own. They're serial, serial entrepreneurs. They might be investors. They're people who understand the early stage startup process incredibly well. And they're able to help founders ask the right questions at the right time um, and, and really help them prioritize some of their strategic initiatives. 
The second category of support that we offer in the coaching segment is uh, deep industry expertise. So you might not need to know everything about a startup company if you're an expert in manufacturing, but obviously we have depth of alumni experience in industry in a, in a huge range of industry topics. So we're building that mentorship pool so that as teams approach needs that might be in the medical field or might be in the manufacturing industry, um, we can really take those, those deep industry um, folks who understand that world and provide that coaching to teams. And then the third category is professional service providers. So those might be intellectual property attorneys and business attorneys and accountants and marketing agencies. Again, lots of services that Lehigh alum are successful in, and we're seeing a really, really um, great interest. And, and I'm very, very thankful to those alum who are donating their time to be able to help these early stage founders. So that's an example of when, when we say, you know, we provide coaching, um, we, really, we really mean we provide that. And we provide it in a lot of different functions based on the actual needs of the founders. Same thing with when we look at something like um, content. So very often uh, programs will have, you know, we run workshops and we run, you know, XYZ topical sessions throughout your, you know, one year with us. And what we found is that those workshops are not actually um, always delivered as needed when those teams actually need the content. So what we've done is said, we think the real problem isn't access to the knowledge. The real problem is knowing which knowledge that's out there is good, accurate knowledge. Um, and then how do you apply that knowledge? So what we're doing is we're building a really basic self-serve content library. We have you know, over a decade of experience of resources online that might range from you know, a Y Combinator startup school and a Harvard Business Review case and a TED Talk. And we compile those together in a self-serve content library. So students and founders, faculty and recent alum can go through and say, okay, well, I, I need to understand the basics of marketing my early stage technology venture. Great, here's the videos, here's some content for that. Here's a great article that we, we've vetted, we know is good, solid information. Then what we spend our human capital time on is helping those teams translate what they've read or watched or seen into the application of their, their venture. Those are just some examples. Again, we then also provide some grant funding. We're hoping to build out some larger investment funding opportunities. Right now we have some, some uh, alumni who, who are looking like they might be interested in investing in some companies once they go through. Um, and then we're building other partnerships as well beyond that to support ventures on the, the back end. Of so I could talk for days more about that, but that's a quick summary. The rest of the information is on our website. One of the other benefits, um, it would seem clearly, is the new business innovation building on campus. Um, what are some of the main technological and design advantages that space offers to the teams that are working there? Absolutely. So I skipped over that and what we offer because I knew this question was coming. <laughs> so the business innovation building is, a, is an unbelievable home for, for some of our founders to the point where we've even had some alumni coming back and talking to early founders saying, don't get used to being in such beautiful space because most early stage founders <laughs> don't get space this nice. <laughs> so they definitely appreciate um, the space that we have. Uh, so the real benefits that, that we've been seeing so far, the first is, is simply having a space. So up until this point, there hasn't been a space for this stage of business to be co-locating with each other. 
And that idea of co-locating with each other um, has been incredibly, incredibly valuable so far, where you see peers getting together and helping each other solve problems. I'll meet with a team and say, oh yeah, actually I met with XYZ founder last week about this topic and they helped me get through it. So that that peer-to-peer -peer coaching and community building on sometimes the, the topical education items, but more often than not, actually on the kind of social and emotional uh, sides of being an early stage founder. It is incredibly hard to be a founder. Incredibly hard to do that when you're a full-time student, when you're a full-time faculty <laughs> member, when you're a recent alum who might be working a job full-time or part-time and trying to get this business off the ground. And so a lot of those interactions are also based on just the, the social and emotional kind of, hey, how'd you, how do you get through this? How do you manage this? How do you manage your time? How do you deal with the family pressure? And those types of conversations can really only happen once there's, there's some trust formed. And that generally happens through these shared experiences and the space is that gathering point from for that. So some of the reasons the space you know, works to facilitate some of that is that we've got a shared kitchen space um, that makes a huge difference. These founders beat me to the office. They're there after me when I leave at the end of the day. So having the ability to have meals together and not have to leave and be able to, to, to share that um, non, non quote unquote work uh, conversation, right? But sit down and have a cup of coffee or a meal with somebody makes a really big uh, cultural difference there. Having a dedicated desk of their own so that they know they don't have to be fighting for a desk space somewhere. And then we have this beautiful pitch room um, that was that was generously given to us by by Sue Bevan Baggett. She really believes in in helping early stage founders, and so we have this pitch room that's immediately adjacent to the main co working space, and that gives the ability to have larger group meetings. Um, and there's amazing technology in there that allows us to to beam in anyone from anywhere around the the world. Um, and have really meaningful active conversations with them. So we've actually gone as far as accepting a few participants in Lehigh Ventures Lab um, on a hybrid um, commitment where they're they're living somewhere else. They're recent alum who have graduated a few years ago, have moved, established their lives somewhere else. And when we saw their application, we really wanted them in. Their companies were exciting, but we weren't quite sure because we know that the space is so valuable and that the the interactions between founders was gonna be such a core element of this. And it was really the technology that has opened us up to say, yeah, we think this is actually an appropriate um, use case for Lehigh Ventures Labs accepting these folks in. And that's largely because of the technology that works so, so seamlessly there. So every week we've got hybrid meetings that go on there. We have something called the Founder Circle Meeting. So all the founders in the program get together. We're all meeting, some are virtual, some are in person, and it works incredibly well. And then Almost every other week or so, maybe every third week, we bring in a, a generally a Lehigh alum who's got some topical expert and same thing. They come on sometimes in person, sometimes in, in the remote environment, and it's been fantastic to be able to have that integration um, that we've just never been able to do before in a meaningful meaningful way. So overall, the space is unbelievable, um, and it's, it's, it's wonderful to walk by that you know, late at night and be able to look up and see founders still up there, lights on, working away, you know, continuing to make progress on their ventures. Looking at the examples on the website, there's truly a, an, an impressive range of cool ideas and companies that 
current students in the Ventures Lab have found it that, you know, go from helping students in Africa to move easily from cash to cashless to tick protection for people and pets to a site offering courses in Ukrainian language, culture, and history to canned ready-to-drink cocktails. What is it that kind of (laughs) unites all those ideas and how does the program decide what ideas get accepted and which do not? I'll start with the first part of that question, kind of what unites those ideas. And the reality is nothing unites the ideas because the way we talk about it is we are industry agnostic, but we are stage specific. So what I mean by that is we'll accept ideas from virtually any industries. There's there's a few that we, we stay away from just because of the complexities. So if you're going to develop a pharmaceutical drug, we probably can't be that helpful to you. But for the most part, we're industry agnostic. We'll work with virtually any company from from any space. Um, The reason we're able to do that is because we're very stage specific. So stage specific for us means that we're helping them at a very particular time in their venture development. And so what we found is that at at the ideation level and at the come up with the business model and learn about the basics of entrepreneurship and entrepreneurial mindset, there was already a ton of programs both within Lehigh and beyond Lehigh. And so those programs were established at Lehigh, the Baker Institute, and other organizations on campus have done a great job of growing those over the past decade or so. And then when we look out into industry, there were tons of programs that were incredibly well-funded and established and good once the company is launched or once that idea has kind of matured to a point where there's a clear business case, there's an identified customer, they've got some prototyping done, and they've got a real you know, trajectory to, to get out into, into the world. There's lots of accelerators like Y Combinator and 500 startups and angel funds and mentor funds that are ready to support companies at that stage. There's this very specific gap between those two stages that we found um, many companies were getting stuck in. And you can't even really call them companies at this stage sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's really that once you've gotten beyond, I have an idea, But before you can go out and formalize that idea to the point where you can put together a compelling pitch to a Y Combinator to get your first angel investment check. And that's the phase that we're really trying to help companies within. So that's the thing that unites the companies that we have right now is that they're all roughly in that stage, you know, pre-launch or have just launched um, and are really trying to get into that next meaningful, meaningful milestone. Second part of the question is, well, then how do we actually decide on which ideas get accepted and who who doesn't? Um, So it is a competitive process to get into the program. Obviously, we're putting a lot of resources into these teams, both financial um, and and human capital. What we always look for is, and and what we say very clearly to founders, is we never judge the idea. We, We joke very often, if we could pick great ideas then we would all be, you know, billionaires off, off, you know, somewhere beyond Lehigh and, and funding all of this stuff that's going on. So ideas are, are actually very, very difficult to pick. Um, and so at this phase, there's a common saying within, within the startup community of, do you bet on the horse or do you bet on the jockey? And in that metaphor, the, the horse is the, the idea, the, the company, and the jockey is the founder. And so in our world, we, we always bet on the jockey. So what we look for isn't, is this a good idea? What we look for is, 
what's the externally validated rationale for this idea that the founder has put together? And, and why does that founder think this idea has a, a meaningful impact in the world, has a customer that wants this solution that they've developed, that they're solving a meaningful problem? And so what we look for in the founder is that ability to go and express that it's not their own opinion of a, of a good idea, but it's external to their opinion, right? They've gone out, they've talked to customers, they've done you know, competitor research, they've talked to competitors, they've, they understand the market for, for some unique reason. Um, and they're able to then communicate that with us and show that external to their own opinion, this is an idea that has merit in the, in the world. So we're never judging the idea, we're really judging the rationale for that idea um, that, that exists. And so all of our companies so far have been able to express that quite, quite well, um, and that's why they've been accepted. Um, the last factor is um, we do look at the, the founder, um, and so we look for some of those common characteristics that we know are required for, for founders to have. So basic things like grit, right? Entrepreneurship mm -hmm. is the highs of highs and lows of lows. And so you have to be able to expect that there's going to be really good days that are amazing, but that's going to be followed by a day that's harder than any other nine to five job you've ever had because you're responsible for those employees and that thing that's going wrong and you have to figure it out and the weight of that is on you. So looking for some of those characteristics around grit and, and you know, a, a willingness to accept feedback, coachability is actually a, a major thing that we look at. Um, within companies that are being being accepted. Can they take feedback? Are they interested in getting feedback? Um, and then can they respond to that feedback in, in meaningful meaningful ways? So never the idea itself it's in isolation, always the rationale for I, the idea and then the founder's perspective. All right, well, let's take a look at um, uh, just a few of those jockeys that um, you, you've placed your bets on. And, you know, what are some of the stories that you think illustrate um, what the Ventures Lab is, is able to do in terms of both the current students and graduates of the program? I'll start with a, a story that's near and dear to my heart um, and and I think is, is just the exemplary example of what I hope we're going to be able to replicate over and over again. Um, so this story is, is um, about Gianna Jara, the founder of a company called With Meraki Co. Um, she's a biomedical engineering student at Lehigh. She graduated last year. And at the time in her, her senior year, I was reviewing the capstone engineering course um, midterm or final presentations. And so I was invited in, review these presentations. It's a you know, largely a product development course. And her and her team were working on this this uh, vaginal probiotic to help with vaginal health. So it, she had back-to-back -back UTIs, had gotten antibiotic resistant to those uh, medications that she was getting. She started scratching her head saying, there's gotta be a better way to solve this problem. And so she, through her, her engineering background, did some basic PubMed research, found some potential avenues, did on-campus research with Sabrina Jedlica and others, um, and came up with this idea. And in this, this capstone presentation, I said, Hey, you know, you seem clearly passionate about this work, um, and that you you want to take this into the world. And so, if you ever want to, you know, do something with this, come come talk to us at the at the Baker Institute. It's actually just before Lehigh Ventures Lab was formally launched. So she came to the Baker Institute. She was all of the things that I just mentioned in the last the last answer. 
She <laughs> externally validate her, her idea. She was clearly passionate. She had the grit. She was incredibly coachable and she was looking for help. But she openly said, I have zero business background. I have no experience with entrepreneurship. I've never taken you know, any courses or, or I have no knowledge within that space. So fast forward um, to, to now, um, and this is just testament to show kind of how we're able to support in these various stages. Fast forward to now, she's got a product, a contract manufacturer. She is shipping and selling nationwide. She has an office up at Ben Franklin Technology Partners, and she's growing her, her company steadily. Um, so she went from, you know, in, in less than two years, from knowing nothing about business to being the CEO and founder of a growing company in the space that she cares about. And throughout that process, she's gotten grants, she's gotten coaching, she's gotten, you know, tons of feedback, she's gotten into other competitions. She won the Startup Lehigh Valley competition last year and got a check for $20,000. Along with that came support from the Ben Franklin Technology Partners on Mountaintop Campus. Um, she's going to be a judge at that competition this year. So her story is, is exactly what I hope to see over and over again. Somebody who's got this, this clear desire and passion for this, this problem in the world has come up with the solution, but was lacking that ability to take it from you know, research concept into product and, and into the world. And we were able to help her get there and we continue to help her um, as she's moving forward and growing that venture. That's one example. Um, we have loads of other examples. You know, we're really excited about some of the student ventures um, like Dot Inc., which you, which you mentioned, which is a company founded by, by Dolra, who um, is actually pitching this week for um, $20,000 at the start of Lehigh Valley um, pitch competition uh, and his venture was to get, you know, uh, he, he was born in, in Kenya, uh, studied in, uh, in Nigeria, and then went to school for high school in South Africa. Um, and he, through that time, recognized the problem that there's difficulties with the different currencies in being able to get local bank accounts and get access to local digital um, currencies, even credit cards, debit cards, that type of thing. So largely it was a cash transaction, but when you're moving to different countries, it would mean you'd have to take the amount of cash you needed up front. It's very difficult to, to go from a cash environment to a cashless environment. So he's come up with a, a way to be able to do that um, in South Africa, has plans to expand beyond South Africa. He's raised an angel round of investment for that company. Um, he's got a team of developers and they're planning to, to launch in the next few months with a banking partner locally there. Um, what's exciting about that is he's a sophomore at Lehigh. Oh my so goodness. We're, we're, we're thrilled um, with the fact that he's able to do these types of things um, at Lehigh, where in the past we've seen um, angel investors and investors come in and actually say, you know what, if, if you want to take our money, you are required to drop out of school because that investor wants them to be fully focused on the venture. And one of the stories that I'm so excited about is actually his investors said, we actually are gonna mandate that you stay in school if you take our investment because you're getting so much support from Lehigh Ventures Lab and Lehigh Broadly. And we see the reason why you should be in school and we want you to get this degree. We want you to continue that education. And because you're getting that direct support for your business, it actually makes it so that those two things can happen at the same time. 
So that is warms my heart because the first time I've seen it um, at Lehigh, where where it's gone from you have to drop out of school in order to do this to you have to stay in school in order to do this. So we're very excited for him. And I could tell you, you know, a dozen more stories, um, but those are those are highlighted on our website as well. Um, and there's many more to come. We have a few new really exciting applicants that we just accepted that'll be posted on the website. You've got a deep background um, in entrepreneurship at Lehigh specifically um, in terms of, you know, you've gotten your undergraduate and graduate degrees at Lehigh and you've um, been with the Baker Institute now for a decade in various roles and now, you know, with the Lehigh Ventures Lab. So I'm wondering, you know, specifically in terms of, of what you've learned during all of that experience at Lehigh, what are some of the main takeaways um, that kind of inform your view of entrepreneurship? I used to joke that um, I never planned, never planned to work in higher ed. Um, I fell into this type of work and I've really fallen in love with it because I get to see the impact on those, those early founders and because I get to continue to learn. I get to be around people who are absolutely brilliant, whether those are Lehigh alum or friends of the university who participate um, as guests with us that I'm learning from, or very often it's from the founders themselves, people that are you know a decade younger than me, but working on these incredibly compelling um, startup companies and I'm learning from them every day. So, so some of the things that are kind of the high level takeaways the biggest is that entrepreneurship is incredibly good and, and startup companies should be focused on solving meaningful problems in the world. And I used to think, and I think there's still a lot of uh, perception out there that, you know, oh, startup companies are for the capitalists who just want to make bunches of money. Um, and sure, you can make lots of money in startups if you do it right and put in the work and you put in that time, but that's not divorced from the idea that if you can pick big, meaningful problems in the world, that's where big, meaningful companies come from. And so I've been more and more encouraged recently to be, be seeing, um, you know, everybody from undergraduate students through, through faculty really saying, yeah, here's a big problem in the world. It doesn't matter if it's climate change or, you know, diversity, equity, and inclusion, or, you know, immigration or pick the topic, right? There's huge, huge problems that exist in the world. Healthcare, right? Pick a problem in healthcare. Those problems have meaningful impact to users and those problems exist. And, and those problems are actually opportunities for new entrepreneurial ventures to be created. So that's one of the biggest takeaways for me over, over the decade is just find meaningful problems in the world that people actually need solutions to. And very often they're very large entrepreneurial opportunities there. And then you don't have this conflict of, well, am I doing good for the world or am I choosing to make money in my life? And I think being able to merge those two things and be able to say, I can, I can do incredible good in the world. And if I can make a bunch of money doing that, all the better, because that allows me to scale that impact even, even further. So that's, that's the biggest thing is sol solving big problems, big, meaningful problems. And I'm really, really hopeful that we're able to to start getting um, early stage founders to think about those really big, meaningful problems even more as we move into the future of Lehigh Ventures Lab and move away from some of the smaller niche 
lifestyle problems maybe, but really looking at these big societal problems, I think that's an area for expansion that we could really help help. The other thing that I've, that I've learned, and I'll, I'll leave it at just these two, um, is that I, I come from, my background's mechanical engineering, and so I used to always think about it only as process, right? Entrepreneurship is process, company's process, product development is process. And as much as I still believe in process and I value that perspective, what I used to discount far too much is kind of the, the culture. Um, and in, in recent years, I've really switched my perspective on that um, and truly now understand the value of getting the culture right in the program, in the you know company, in the early team that you're working with, in the investor fit. Because when you can solve some of those cultural um, challenges within an organization, it allows you to actually have the conversations that are important. It allows you to enjoy the work that you're doing, to motivate yourself through those lows, and be able to really continue in, in meaningful ways um, there. So I, I think that's the other. Solve meaningful problems. And then if you can get the culture right and the people that you're working with and surround yourself by people that are smarter and better and kind and good, um, that's a, a, a winning recipe uh, for in, in my book. Hey, one last thing I'd like to ask about um, in the few minutes we have left is that, as I had mentioned in the introduction, you've um, been the faculty director of Lehigh, Lehigh Silicon Valley. And I'm wondering if you could tell us just a little bit about the program, but also how, you know, working in that environment kind of informed your approach to entrepreneurship. And, and if it did, you know, how it changed it in any way yeah absolutely so this is actually was a was quite a full circle moment for me when i when i became the faculty director for that that program um because it was actually one of the first programs when i was an undergraduate student that i took so the very first year that lehigh silicon valley was launched um, i was actually a student in that program and it was one of the first times that i was ever exposed to entrepreneurship in my life up until that point i i was a mechanical engineer I tell this to you know, admissions folks all the time, and they encourage me to tell it to uh, students that I actually hated Lehigh for my first two years here. I, I was I really, really did not like my my experience because I thought I had a misconception of what engineering was. I thought I was going to come in and design and build stuff. And then I was like, wait a second, I'm in math and science classes and I could get through it, but I didn't see the application of it in the ways that I cared about. And so the entrepreneurship lens gave me that application side where then I valued the engineering because I saw how I cared about um, applying it in the world. So Lehigh Silicon Valley was one of those first programs for me. And what I still to this day remember about that, that program, the very first time I took it as a student and what I try to instill now um, is first of all, scale. So the scale of businesses and ideas both monetarily and, and from an impact standpoint and the size of the problems that people were tackling was at such a different level than I'd ever experienced before um, when, I, when I participated in that. So I went from thinking about you know, investments of you know, $500 or $1,000 or maybe $10,000 or $100,000 to people that are raising millions of dollars at a time and have, have a billion dollar company that they're working on, on building. That sense of scale um, kind of gave me a, a shock to my system and said, wow, right? People work on big problems. And you know what? Now that I've been there and I've sat in the same room as that founder, I can also see that that's just 
It's just a person that runs it. And why couldn't that person be me or my peer or my classmate or somebody else here? So it gave me a sense of confidence because the way we run the program is it's it's not a it's not a tour of the the Silicon Valley companies. We go in and we we make sure and and the terminology we use is it is a Q and A driven program and the goal is to be asking the non Googleable questions. So we don't allow guests to bring their standard pitch deck, their standard presentation. What we say is send that to us in advance. We're going to Google your company. We're going to Google you. We're going to look at the articles that have been written about you. We're going to look at your blog posts. We're going to look at your LinkedIn. We're going to understand you and the company that you're working on. Um, so that by the time we get there, the students are so well prepped that we don't need that presentation for an hour. We skip over that and we get right into an hour, two hours, three hours of Q&A that are driving the things that you can't get unless you're sitting in the room with that, that founder or investor or you know, partner in the ecosystem in some in some way. And right. so one of my favorite quotes from a from a guest was, I've given lots of presentations and had no questions, but I've never given no presentation and run out of time for questions. And so that's the, <laughs> that's what we really pride ourselves on in that program is we get beyond that Googleable knowledge and we really get in the heads of entrepreneurs and investors and ecosystem drivers um, in the Silicon Valley. And so with that, we get this sense of scale. We get to understand the, the emotional constraints that, that are on founders um, and are challenges to them. We understand the details of how these decisions are being made, not just what the decision is you know, that you read about in the article, but you get the backstory and you understand, okay, what went into that decision? How did somebody make that choice? How is it going? And what's the reality of it? Um, so it's really all of the information that's in that founder's head and only in that founder's head that we can really work on extracting and take participants the Silicon Valley. I'm also excited to share that this year we've actually hired a Silicon Valley graduate to be the, the faculty lead. So I'll still be traveling and helping support the, the program there, but Adam Goldstein uh, is the founder himself, uh, Lehigh alum two times over um, and graduate of Lehigh Silicon Valley as well. And he's gonna be taking over that faculty position this year so I can focus on continuing to develop the Lehigh Venture Lab. Chris, thanks so much for being with us on the Illuminate podcast today. It's It's been fascinating. Thank you. I, I am always excited to be talking about this program <laughs> and our founders. And I am genuinely, genuinely, genuinely excited about what we're going to be able to do in support of these, these founders. We've, we've been saying since really the beginning of this that we are founder founder focused, founder first. So we're trying to understand what our founders need and then providing that you know, as quickly and and completely as we possibly can. And it's just been amazing to see these founders take advantage of that and be able to move their businesses forward so quickly. I'd like to once again thank my guest, Chris Kausman. The Lehigh Ventures Lab is just a most recent example of Lehigh's commitment to helping students, recent alumni, and faculty both develop their entrepreneurial skills and bring their entrepreneurial visions to life. In addition, the College of Business offers an entrepreneurship curriculum and minor to Lehigh students from any undergraduate college, an entrepreneurship and innovation track to management majors, and the Venture Series to MBA students. This podcast is brought to you by Illuminate, the Lehigh Business Blog. To hear more podcasts featuring Lehigh business thought leaders, or to follow us on social media, please visit us at business.lehigh.com.
illuminate.edu slash news. I'm Jack Croft, host of the Illuminate podcast. Thanks for listening.